Hi, I'm Katie. And I'm Joe. And today we're going to talk about finding a new identity. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Born Again Again podcast. If you like what we're doing on here, you can find us on our Facebook group, our Instagram, or our Patreon, and you can find all those links in the description below. Okay, welcome back everybody. This episode, we're going to continue our conversation about identity, but first we wanted to talk about a couple shows we started watching that are somewhat relevant. Uh, first... We started watching that show on Netflix called The Family. Dude, that show is crazy. And it might just be all propaganda, but it's really interesting. Um, I don't think anybody can deny that religion and Christianity is most prevalent in the U.S. Right. And it's like definitely, like definitely, you know, a large majority of Americans are Christian. And it's just interesting to see what they're saying. They're talking about how like Christianity is involved in politics and we've only watched the first episode so we can't really say what's going to happen but it was really interesting yeah. yeah i think the thing that was most interesting to me about the family was that when i was watching it i recognized that if i would have known about this group when i was christian still i would have really wanted to join it oh yeah joe totally <laughs> would like, have been a part I'm of this all in on this if yes. i was christian i would be totally in on this weird political cult so Glad I dodged that bullet. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were close. Yeah, right. So close. Um, the next thing that we watched, we watched a new HBO show called The Righteous Gemstones. And it's by Danny McBride. Um, I really like Danny McBride. He's in, what's our favorite movie? That Hot he's Rod. In? Hot Rod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With Andy Sandberg. Uh-huh. Um, but he's in it. He's uh, He plays the son of... Um, one of the sons in a televangelist family. And um, there's a lot of religious uh, tones to it, but it also, you know, is was a little bit more unexpected than we thought, and it ended up being a really good story so far. So we've only watched the first episode, and it comes out on Sundays at 10 on HBO. <laughs> Great ad. You're welcome, HBO. You're welcome, HBO. <laughs> that one's more fun, I think, than The Family, where The oh, Family yeah. is, like, more serious and makes you feel a little weird and scared about the state of America and everything. At least it did for me. And that other one on HBO is just, like, a fun, good story. Yes. With well, some anything religious with, tones. With Danny McBride and, <laughs> yeah. and Adam Devine. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing I wanted to say before we get into the episode is I just wanted to say thank you again to everyone who's supported us on Patreon and who's joined our Facebook group and followed us on Instagram. We have like all these cool little communities across the internet now and it's the been, Facebook group is really cool. It's been amazing. Yeah. People you people on there are really, really positive and helpful and you're all doing it on your own yeah we don't even need to be there right i think it's just a really supportive little community yeah yeah it's originally started as something that we wanted to create to kind of support the podcast and go along with it and help you guys to find like a home or find a place to talk to other people who connect with what we're sharing but it's turned out that it's been so healing for us too um yeah it's yeah. been great so thank all of you so much and if you haven't checked those things out check them out Okay. But, so back to the episode. So today we're talking about finding a new identity. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And like last week, we were talking about how as a Christian, you put all of your identity in Christ. And that's, mm -hmm. for us at least, it was a very prevalent topic. We talked about putting our identity in Christ all the time. And now that we've left our faith, there 
at first there was this huge hole of who am I now? Who am I? Yeah. I think that's something that everyone experiences when they leave the faith is that there's like a huge part of your life that is now vacant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as part of our experience, we kind of went through a period of really feeling the pain of that emptiness. At least I did. Yes. Did you sense that? Yes, I did. I think like I was more concerned with you because I had never seen you so depressed. So I turned into <laughs> a role of like, oh my gosh, I have to help Joe, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't, I don't remember really thinking about it because I felt that I always felt that putting my identity, like I said last week in Christ was, was very abstract yeah. and weird. So maybe your whole, At, the whole that subconsciously. was left was like less, less empty or I less was, defined in the first place. For me, place, it so. was a relief. There was a hole, but it was, if there was like a line, like a spectrum of how much that bothered me, it was definitely over into the relief and that yeah. I didn't have to put my identity in Christ anymore because yeah. I didn't think that it was right. It was never natural to natural. you in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Whereas for me, it was really natural and I felt like I was, I totally was on board with the whole identity in Christ thing. So yeah, when we left, it was, that was a big deal for me. And like we talked about, we talked about it a lot in the last episode, um, but about how it's just, it's really hard when you leave and you don't have any direction or any purpose and anything like that. Uh, and something we've been talking about a lot recently is that it seems like when you leave your religion, it's really, really easy to want to just like jump into the next thing, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you leave the box of Christianity and you feel that sense of freedom from, you know, that Christian box but it's so, so tempting to like jump right into a different box because there's this big, like we just said, there's a big gap missing. Well, a box is a lot of security. It provides a lot of security because a box in a way gives you a group to be a part of mm-hmm. and it gives you answers for things. And you don't, you can be a part of that, that group. You don't have to like necessarily be floating on your own, right. which sometimes it can feel that you are floating in the world yeah. all by yourself. It, fe- it felt completely like that for mm-hmm. me. And I think it probably feels that way for a lot of you too have recently left your faith it feels lonely you feel everything about your life that was supporting you is now gone so yeah you feel like you're left out on your own i Um, think that's like why when we first were leaving and we found just any kind of resource about this about leaving like for us it was leaving the fold by dr marlene winnell mm -hmm. when we realized that there was such a thing as a religious trauma syndrome as there was and there was such a thing as other people who were experiencing the same, um, same emotions and like same, uh, fear and freedom from leaving. It was really, really healing. Mm-hmm. Like it, it showed us that there was maybe hope to finding a new identity or yeah. finding, you know, a new path to life. I think. Yeah. Um, but then one of the things that we realized was that there are so many of these communities about of Christians who are leaving and so many atheist communities and so many like atheist groups. And there's like an ex Christian Reddit and there's an atheist true atheism Reddit. (laughs) And you can be a part, you realize that you're like a a part of something actually really big Mm -hmm. that people are leaving their faith left and right. And there's like new people who are struggling with, Oh, I'm, 
I kind of wish I was back in Christianity and there's people who have been in it for a while and they're discussing like things in the Bible and whatever. Yeah. But like there's huge communities of this. Yeah. Which on one hand is great. And, you know, a lot of those communities helped us a lot when Mm -hmm. we were first coming out, because like you were just saying, finding out that there are other people who went through this and who have had the same feelings we had about our old faith was so healing and so helpful. But one of the first things we kept in mind when we were starting this podcast was that we we didn't want to be just another angry atheist podcast. Um, because if, from what we could tell, a lot of the resources that are out there for ex-Christians tend to be kind of negative and pessimistic and like really heavy and hard on Christianity and really angry about the Christian past and stuff like that. Um, which, again, I, I think that for a time that whole attitude can really serve you as you're as you're leaving Christianity and mm-hmm. separating from it. It did for us. I feel like we definitely had a period where we were like mad. Yeah. I was mad about what we went through, mm-hmm. mad about my past and all that. And I think that's great. But like when we decided to do this podcast, we really wanted to make sure that its focus was on like moving forward and continually moving and not getting stuck in that period of anger and resentment and cynicism and all of that, but moving past it and continuing to flow and be flexible and, you know, learn and grow and change, um, never stopping or never, never going back into another box. And so I think that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today. Yes. Yeah. Like I said, we realized when we got out of this that we, we started to find all of these groups so many more than we for ex-christians we're like wow 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 you guys were like hiding out like having this much fun the whole time (laughs) um but one of the things i started to notice is that you can get so easily sucked in to these groups and it becomes a new identity for you i mean that's the problem and i think even christians talk about how they think that atheism is a religion Mm -hmm. and in some cases they're right like, but they are still in a religion. But like, I think what we are trying to do now that we left one ideology is not so easily go into another. I think that it's really fine to hang out in places for a time, but know that you're a fluid person and that you're like moving through them as you change and grow. Yeah. Um, and that's something weird with identity that since we are taught so much to put our identity in one thing, we're, lo- we're looking for that next group to hold our identity for the rest of our right. life. And that's not realistic. Right. I don't think that's real. A yeah. Real thing. Yeah. Well, it's, I think it's, it's really easy to fall into that trap. It's really easy to leave one identity and place your identity in something else. And I, um, I feel like it's kind of ironic that that happens because a lot of people, myself included, left Christianity because of how constraining it was and because of how, um, like black and white thinking kind of was the rule of the day and us versus them mentality was like super prevalent. And that really bothered me about Christianity. Once we started leaving, um, it became clear like, yeah, we're Christianity is super us versus them. It, it kind of puts Christians against the rest of the world. I don't want anything to do with that. But on the flip side, if you leave Christianity and you go and you join your atheist groups and you watch your atheist movies and you have your atheist friends and you put on your Instagram bio, like proud atheist, you know, uh, and go around like criticizing Christians all the time, you're kind of right back where you started. You're, you've left your us versus them Christian box and you've just 
jumped into this atheist us versus them atheist box that's saying like atheists against Christians because Christians are stupid. And maybe that's true. You know, maybe, maybe you've left one worldview that was fundamentally flawed and had no, no bearings on reality. And you joined one like atheism that is maybe more logic and reason based. And there is an improvement there for sure. But for me, I, I wanted to be, I still want to be so, so, so careful about how I define myself. Cause I, I think one of the biggest things that I resented from my time in Christianity is that I defined myself as a Christian. And so once I left Christianity, I had nothing. I felt like my own personal, like the Joe self, my, my personality was, was at nothing. It was at ground zero. I needed to start over again. Um, and so I, I'm really careful about that now. I, I really don't want to take anything external and kind of make that be my new thing. I think that it's that as humans, we're going to struggle with it. But I think that it's something that we try to be aware of at all times, especially since we left such a ideology, such a big ideology that mm-hmm. now because of it, and I think our experience with it, we are super careful about what we decide to join. And like, you can so easily slip into being super intense about something. Yeah. And that doesn't mean it's bad, but right. like, don't let it be you, or well, you don't have to let it be your identity forever. I think that's the thing is that when we left, I was that I was thinking this this thing, me becoming an ex-Christian, is who I am now. Because you this is a huge that? part of my story. Yeah. yeah, it's like, this is the moment uh-huh. that my life shifted. And that's true. That's totally true. But like, now that we... I don't know, it hasn't even been that long. But mm-hmm. like, I'm I'm seeing that I don't want that to be... My past is not who I am. Yeah, you yeah, know? that's a good way to put it. And this happened to me, and this will forever be something that was very important to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that there's a difference between life events and and times in your life that are very important and who you are. Yeah. I think that we now, we talk about it all the time, that we want to be really careful about what we identify with. Yeah. And who we, and who we are as people. I think that what we really want and our goal is to be able to just be you know like be naked like outside of our body just our consciousness and that's who we are and that's all it is like we're not our clothes we're not our car we're not what you know what kind of house we have we're not our jobs we're not our friends we're not where we live where we go what what kind of vacations we choose to go on like what groups we're a part of yeah your identity is nothing to do with your any kind of environment or anything that you're putting on yourself yeah but that's kind of been the goal for the last few years really has been allowing ourselves to kind of feel the pain of not having an external identity like christianity and trying to do practices and read books and listen to people and talk to therapists and stuff so that we can like get closer and closer to the root of how, who we truly are at our core. Like ideally, like you were just saying, ideally I feel like I want my identity to be just me period. Like I, it, it has to be separate from anything that's outside of me because I feel like anything that I put on outside of me is just going to be another limit. It's not going to serve me in any way. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, but especially today and with the internet and how everyone is so like polarized politically and stuff like that, it's so easy to put like apply those labels to yourself, you know? we could, you know, we could say I'm ex-Christian, I'm a Democrat, I'm a liberal, I'm a millennial, I am a photographer, I am this, I am that, you know, and each of those things, while they do technically describe maybe part of the way I think, or that maybe the part of the way I live or whatever, they, by like taking on those identities and those labels, it's only limiting me more and more. Mm -hmm. We read something recently, and it was about the idea of keeping your identity small. And I really, really like that. I've, we've thought about it a bunch since then, but just the idea that like each of those labels that you put on yourself, you're caging yourself off. You're like creating division lines in the yeah. sand between you and between the rest of the world. Um, and I don't, I don't want to live like that. You know, I don't, I don't really see any value in that. And I don't see any, any, benefit to calling myself a democrat for instance because right now maybe i have more democratic i lean more towards the democratic party but in the future i don't know maybe i won't and i want to be free free to change in that way i think part of it too is kind of a growing out of the idea of like in christianity you you believe one thing you believe that jesus is a son of god whatever and like that belief in your mind is eternal you're never going to change that in your whole life and so now that we've left christianity it's kind of like the tables are flipped i don't want i want to hold some beliefs that are really strong to me but in general i kind of want to hold my ideas loosely yeah i want to be willing to be wrong Mm -hmm. you know i want to be willing to be open i want to be able to change my mind i want to be as fluid as possible as I move through life, not because I want to just be swayed by anything that that comes into my life, but because I want to have the freedom, the freedom to change and grow to become that most real version of myself. Mm-hmm. And I think in Christianity, when you set those identities for yourself, and it's eternal, mm-hmm. I think leaving it, you really notice how much weight is put on um, like a consistency and being very true to your last dying breath yeah like what's a better word for that but just being constant in things and not like not flowing not ebbing and flowing yeah and like so coming out of that i think that both and and just the way we are brought up yeah i don't know if that's more of a midwest thing or if that's a christian thing. well i think it is midwest and christian i think that there's tons of christians in the midwest and i feel (laughs) the coasts are less that's just what i've that's what i've felt from living in all three places but so i I just feel like now we're trying to learn that it is okay to change your mind. Yeah. Because like in the Midwest and in Christian culture, if you decided one thing and then you changed your mind, everyone would sort of look down on you for that. Right. Like, oh, you, I don't know, you chose this career and now you want to change. Like it just shows that you're not like able to stick to your guns. Like you're not like a very strong worker. You're not a hard worker, you know. All of that kind of stuff. But what we have to relearn is that just like, well, just like anything, but even our interests, but in, in our identity as well, we don't want to have those rigid guidelines. Just like you said, as soon as you set something up and say, I am this, you create some sort of rigid line that your brain won't allow you to cross. Yeah. Like it doesn't even need to be, I am a photographer or I am a, um, I am into fashion. Like it just could be, I am insecure yeah or i am 
jealous, dumb, yeah, or I am ugly, or I am an atheist, or I am a Christian. Yeah. As soon as you say and you give yourself so many I am statements, you put yourself in a box and you subconsciously stay in it. You don't know that you're doing it. And I think that one of the things that we've been realizing and, and what leaving has helped us to do is to become more aware of the boxes that we're putting mm-hmm. on ourselves because Christianity was a huge label and we filtered everything that we did through it. Yeah. And so whatever you have now is a label, you are unknowingly filtering everything that you do through that. You are seeing the world through your lenses and through your I am statements. So I think that what, we want and what we're moving towards and we're not perfect at this but is that we'd want to have awareness of this so Mm -hmm. that if we ever see ourselves getting sucked into things like too far where we start to feel that this is me and i am right and i have the truth to this that that should be a red flag yeah that we need to hold that a little bit more loosely and let ourselves be fluid yeah that's really good that whole, like, the awareness is totally the first step. And it's hard. I mean, it's admittedly hard to realize areas where you're doing this to yourself because it's all subconscious and it's all been going on since you were a little kid. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like you said, I feel like if if you are aware of that and you start to figure out those areas where you've boxed yourself in or you've been boxed in by your upbringing or whatever, um, then you can start working on dismantling some of that stuff. Because it's not even just Christianity or like political stuff. It's, I mean, from the time we were born, we were told like, well, we're a Christian family. We're a Republican family. Uh, we're Americans, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you're a good kid or like, you're or, a shy kid or you're a shy kid or whatever, mm-hmm. or we drive Fords, like in the case <laughs> yes. of my family, yeah. you know, but like all of these things were from the time we're born as like a blank slate consciousness we're constantly like adding more and more and more and more stuff into our identity so that by the time you're an adult, it's almost like you're an automatic program based on all of these identities that either you've willingly taken on or that have been kind of handed to you by your circumstances. Yeah. Coming, coming away from that. Um, and like kind of trying to deprogram from some of that stuff and trying to drop some of those old habits and associations and old identities has been so fulfilling in the last few years. Mm-hmm. I've said it to multiple people and as I've been messaging with you guys when you email us from the podcast that I feel like I'm meeting myself for the first time. And it's a great feeling. And I, I, I the reason why it's so great and the reason why this topic is so personally important to me is because I had a period of time when I left Christianity that I really, really felt the pain of not having that set identity. You know, some of these things we're talking about, um, you can like work on removing and work on making your identity more fluid and light and open and all of that. But in the case of leaving Christianity, that's kind of like all at once you have this huge thing ripped out from under Mm -hmm. you. So it leaves you like gaping wide open. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like just a little change. Oh, I need to change my mind about my religion now. No, it's like you have this huge empty hole. And I felt that really tangibly and physically. But I feel like one of the things we did right throughout this process was really, really intentionally allowing ourselves to kind of sit in the discomfort of that unknowingness, like sit in that open space of feeling like I'm not Christian, I don't think, but I also don't think I'm anything else. You know, that kind of wishy-washy place. 
I feel like it was so important for us to kind of stay in that and like feel it and experience how it felt to be in that space of unknowingness, because I think it was only from that place that we were able to kind of meet ourselves again. Mm -hmm. I think if we would have said, um, our upbringing was really fundamentalist. Let's, let's become more progressive Christians now. I think that in the same way that jumping from fundamentalist Christianity to fundamentalist atheism, jumping from fundamentalist Christianity to progressive Christianity would have been maybe a step in the right direction. Maybe we would have experienced, or maybe we would have experienced more freedom and felt like uh, this version of Christianity suits our life better. But I also think we would have like slammed the door on a whole potential of like who we could be without any of those labels. Mm -hmm. I think so too. I think, I think that our main ability to grow was that we shut off everything. Yeah. Like we were willing to be kind of a blank slate for a while. Yeah. We weren't necessarily willing, but we had to be, yeah. we forced ourselves to be that. I think in a way we, I think in a way we got lucky that we didn't find progressive Christianity. Yeah. I'm I sorry think so that too. if you are a progressive Christian, but we were talking about this the other day that I think that we've had family members tell us that they've struggled with doubts as well. And um, like huge times of doubt. Uh, but then like they, they found themselves, you know, back in the church and like found God again. And I think that, one of the biggest things for us is that we stopped everything. And I, and all of the stories from these family members, they continued to pray and continued to go to church and continued to seek counsel. And I don't want to say there's anything wrong with that, but I feel a sense of gratefulness that we shut everything off yeah. because if you don't at some time in your life, shut everything off, you will never just realize what's there in the silence. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we feel that meditation has helped us so much. Yeah. And you don't need to have a new spirituality to meditate. You don't even need to do it in a spiritual way. But like just sitting in silence and calming yourself down with nothing there but yourself, your own consciousness, no other labels, is a way to really get to know who you are. Yeah, right. And realize that you are nothing but your but you your mind yeah 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 there's nothing there but you right that's weird it's weird yeah i feel like i feel like i don't know i was thinking the other day about what a big deal it is to leave my faith and like looking back like right now i kind of sometimes i think why do we why do we all talk about this i mean if i'm being really honest i'm like why do we talk about this still because like who are we are we helping each other or should we just move on? And that's kind of the one of the things that sparked this conversation about identity is like, we're, we have been so careful about identifying ourselves. We've never called ourselves an atheist. Um, we do say ex-Christian because we want to make it clear just like that we're not Christian. But it's like, we don't want to redefine our spirituality. But I feel like that this step was such a was such a big deal, even though now we kind of look back on it and be like, I don't even remember how strong, how strong of Christians we were. Yeah. Like we were really deep in it and right. this was a big deal. And to lose our identity in it was life shattering. And for me, I remember like 
asking you in the kitchen if you believed in God, dreading your answer, because at the time, which is weird to me now, but at the time, saying out loud that I didn't believe that the God of the Bible didn't exist was not like just was was not an option in my brain. Like I could not conceive of saying the words or thinking the thought. Mm-hmm. I that and then when eventually we did have to like say that, yes, I do not believe that the God of the Bible is is the God who created the universe, the God of everything. It was like it was very life shattering. Yeah. I feel like people That was who, like the final straw to yes. that identity that you were wearing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's important to look back on your time if you've been in this for if you've been on this journey for years or whatever, and like now you're sort of desensitized from it, it was a big deal. And you went through a huge identity shift. Mm-hmm. And like, I think I like to look back and feel grateful where I am and what like sort of hard times have brought me to where I am and be grateful of who it's made me become, but then not let that past define me. Yeah. There's a like that kind of idea of of having gratitude towards the experiences in your past and like feeling them and experiencing them and thinking about them and like really being present with them and then giving them a big hug and thanking them and letting them drift behind you. You know, I think it's really easy to hold on to stuff and really easy to kind of get stuck um, in different places in your life. And for us, for me, that's like one of my biggest priorities is to not get stuck. You mm-hmm. know, I don't want to get stuck anymore. I think I, because I feel like we I were was, so stuck. We were so stuck for like 20 plus years. Yeah. And it feels so good to be unstuck. Uh, and I feel really, really grateful for the chance that we had to kind of start over again. You know, it, this has been a process of meeting myself again. And I think the same for you. You've changed so much in the last few years. And I think really know yourself better than you ever have. And it's been such a such an amazing and life-giving and beautiful process at times difficult and frustrating of course but like the end result the the results are starting to show up in, in our lives um and it's so so satisfying and really really great you know i think another big part of what we learned through this is that well, maybe not something we learned, but when we were Christian, we were always taught to not trust your own understanding and taught that we were inherently sinful. And so, like, we weren't to be trusted ourselves, you know. We are only supposed to trust God and mm-hmm. authorities outside of us and all of that. And so, through this process of leaving Christianity and kind of trying to find a new identity, it's also a process of learning to trust yourself and learning that I am enough for myself. Like it is enough for me to only be me and to not have a label or not have an identity that's like outside of me or some eternal identity that is written down in a book. I don't need any of that. And learning that took a while and it took a while yeah. to feel comfortable with that. For sh- I mean, mostly it took a while to feel comfortable with that idea because especially when we first left Christianity, I felt like so prideful if I were to ever try to trust myself or try to love myself. It felt like pride or self-centeredness or Mm -hmm. something. But after time and reading and getting used to that and kind of sitting with those feelings, it feels great to be able to trust myself and great to be able to present me to the world as only me Mm -hmm. without any kind of external attachments. And you didn't like end the time when you were feeling the most pain about not having a purpose, not having an identity, getting out of that, wasn't because you found a new purpose and a new no yeah like full-on identity that you can write down on paper right like 
that's, that's not the really way good. that you overcome this. Just understanding your who you are and your identity and who you are is enough takes a long time to understand. And people have been saying that to me for years. And I've read it like on Instagram or blogs for years. And like, I've had different levels of reactions to it. Like, this is corny or like, what? Like, I've heard this before. I don't need to hear it again until finally someone says it in a way that it clicks for you. And I think that's a lot of stuff that you learn is that you go through those different levels of not hearing it, thinking it's dumb, thinking it's corny, thinking it's repetitive, thinking you understand it, and then kind of understanding it. And I think that I don't want to say that I necessarily understand that because I don't feel that practically living out in my life every single moment, but I catch glimpses of it that I am just me. I'm enough without anything else, mm-hmm. without my like hairdo, without my clothes, without my jewelry, without my... You know, yeah, following on Instagram, my artistic skills, like whatever I like want to put my identity in and I want to put out to the world, like just because I want like a cool facade. That's not me. And like I catch glimpses of seeing that that like who I am is just really inside me. And that's like a really difficult thing to grasp because it sounds so it can sound so simple and very like corny maybe. But it's like. It's actually really complicated to, yeah. to grasp. It's like the idea of kind of turning inward and facing yourself, which sounds really, um, yeah, like not practical. I don't, I don't really know how else to explain it, but it, it sort of is the process of like stop, stop looking outward for everything, for validation, for identity, for purpose, and you need to turn and face yourself. And like, it's going to be uncomfortable that not unknowingness that like place of not knowing is not going to feel great especially after having a worldview where those kind of questions are very neatly answered for you mm-hmm. about purpose and all of that um but yeah that the process is so necessary and i think what you said earlier too is really something good to focus on that last week i was talking about how when i first left christianity i felt no purpose at all. I felt like, what's the point of even living Mm -hmm. to the point of like bumping up against kind of suicidal thoughts, like where, why would it matter if I killed myself? You know, that kind of stuff. Um, and so obviously at that point I was really searching for a purpose and really searching for an identity and like a reason to live essentially. And instead of getting a neat answer to that question, as we've gone through this process of deconversion, I see that the question itself has kind of become non-relevant because at this point, I don't know that I have a a succinct like purpose to my life Mm -hmm. besides like living and experiencing life to the fullest. Mm -hmm. You know, when I first left Christianity, that, that purpose wouldn't have been satisfactory to me. It would have seemed like, well, what's the point of that? You know, but I think that the place I'm in now is a place where I feel okay not knowing what the purpose is. I feel okay not knowing what the purpose of life is and not knowing why the world is here and not knowing why we were born. Um, and that is super, super uncomfortable at first, but I feel like the more you, the more you do the work, the more that becomes natural and then become starts to become freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that leaving Christianity And having all of the answers and stepping into the world that doesn't have any answers is 
is just a weird thing because like you said at first it seems like well yeah duh that's why you guys are all out here you should come into christianity we have all of the answers answers, like i don't want to live in this limbo right but then i think yeah one of the things that we like noticed is that caused us to view the world in a more beautiful more complex way and it just seemed that it would be a shame to put an answer on something, yeah. especially an answer that came from a really, really old book <laughs> right? or a person that you wouldn't necessarily trust if you weren't a part of that church. Yeah. And I feel like it's too easy to just have an answer yeah. now. Like it's, it's a cop out, right? It's, well, it's like closing yourself off to something bigger because we've, I feel like, and we say this all the time. One of our favorite things about not being Christian is just the ability to read any sort of resource mm-hmm. and not worry if it aligns with our Christian values and oh. take what we want from it and leave what we don't. It's amazing. Want. Yeah. And as a Christian, we weren't, we didn't allow ourselves to consume any other material because we were scared that the devil would get into our bodies and <laughs> leave and take <laughs> us away from Jesus. Um, but I think that it's just like, the world is so much bigger than this box or any box, mm-hmm. any box that you put on yourself, any ideology. And I really, really want to be aware of it constantly yeah. if I'm placing some sort of label on myself. Right. And I know I still am. And I'm working on taking the labels off and being okay, just being like me, just my mind right. just by itself. But it's, it is really difficult. But like, I think that the first step to that is being aware yeah, aware of it and, for sure and watching out for it yeah. yeah so yeah we're to a place now where we don't have the answers and i think we're kind of living a little bit in that limbo state but it's starting to feel like this is a good balance like we're flowing in that limbo state instead of feeling panicky about it and feeling like a sense of despair oh woe is me i have no meaning and purpose in my life now we're living in that sense of unknowingness and that limbo and it's starting to feel like freedom and starting to feel like like we're coming alive Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's really great. So here are some things that you can practically do that we have tried out in various shapes and forms. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that you can do is go to therapy. Therapy is amazing. Just talk to someone else who's a few stages ahead of you in life. Yeah. Even. And I really like behavioral cognitive therapy. Uh, I feel like it works best for me. So you should look into that if you maybe identify, yeah. if you feel like you would get along with me. I yeah. don't know. But, I think um, someone said, or we just heard someone say recently that you can't solve a problem um, from the same level of consciousness that created it, right? Oh, yeah. Is it yeah. Albert Einstein? It's something like that. I don't think that's the right quote, but it's basically like you can't solve a problem from inside of the box where the problem exists. So, Oh, and someone else just said, Dr. Joe Dispenza said, if you're inside the jar, you can't see the label. Oh, exactly. That's great. That's okay. a better, <laughs> more understandable way to put it. But that's a perfect example of why someone like a therapist is helpful because... Don't feel bad about yourself if you can't figure this out because of course you can. Of course you can't figure it out. You're and, inside of the problem. You yes. know, that's, that's part of it. So yeah, outside perspective is invaluable and it helped us a ton. Even if it's... Even if you can't find a therapist, maybe just somebody who's like along on their journey and you trust them. Yeah. And you want to ask them questions. Just that. Just yeah. something like that. Send a message to us. We don't have the answers, but we have a different perspective than you do. And send an answer, send your questions to someone else you know. You know, anybody, even if they're in a completely different place than you are, is going to have a slightly different perspective and could potentially shed some light on some things that you can't see for yourself. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about this, um, 
way of living is that you don't have to look to one place for the answers. Go to multiple places. So you can have like multiple therapists. You can have multiple like counselors, whatever, and you can read multiple books. So (laughs) there's a couple books that we really like. We've put um, some of them down on our website. We have a resources page and it's born again again dot co slash resources and there are videos on there there's books on there um there's funny videos on there um everything in between uh some of them might help with identity some of them might not so you'll have to look through and see uh in the bio and we're trying to add to that list uh, as we read more and more books Mm -hmm. um another thing that you can do which i highly recommend is to meditate i think the first time joe made made me meditate joe made me meditate <laughs> I've made you? yes i was what? super mad i didn't want to meditate I have no memory of this yes and we were in our old house when we were christian still and i didn't want to meditate because i thought that that was like very like eastern religiony yeah and i think that's like pretty common when yeah. people believe about it i was scared and of it at first you too. made me do a headspace app with you mm-hmm. that like one of the headspace meditations and i remember doing it and thinking that was way different than i thought and it yeah. was really nice yeah and all it is is sitting in a relaxed position and focusing on your breath. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. And if you have a thought pop up, you gently acknowledge it and let it go and then go back to your breath. And meditation, I feel like like my journey with meditation has come so far because it took me a long time to like really, I felt like for a while that meditation was like kind of creepy, and but I liked it, and then I wouldn't tell, and I, and I wouldn't tell, I wouldn't tell anyone I did it. But then there came a point when I would tell someone I would do it, but I'd be like, "But maybe it's not for you." And then I would have. I now I'm in a period where I think that everybody should meditate, and I'm not going to be embarrassed of it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you should meditate. It like brings you out of all of your chaos and just puts you in a really relaxed state of mind. Uh, someone recently said that they were doing body scans and that's a form of meditation where you kind of like, you sort of put your focus on each part of your body, starting maybe at the top of your head and mm-hmm. slowly moving down your face and all the way down to your toes. And it's a really good way, way to become aware of like who, where you are inside yeah. of your body and bring your focus back to just your core. Yeah. I think there are countless benefits to meditation. And I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with a lot of them. But I think the biggest one that's relevant to what we're talking about today is that it allows you to kind of step out of your racing thoughts and be able to look more clearly at what you're thinking, basically. So like when we're talking about becoming aware of the boxes you've put yourself in, the only way to do that, like we've said, is to kind of step outside of the jar and meditation is a perfect tool to do that. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a weird idea that you're you can like look at and notice your own thoughts. But yeah, it's it's been super helpful. Mm-hmm. And you can do it through a bunch of different apps. We do it through the Headspace app, but then there's a Waking Up yeah, app Sam by Sam Harris. Harris. Has a, the app called Waking Up, and I super recommend that. I feel like the Waking Up app is maybe more um, like. I don't know how to say it more like clinical and more targeted. Well, he's a neuroscientist. Yeah. He's a neuroscientist and the headspace app is maybe a little like softer and more fun. 
Yes, and it has yeah. really, really cute uh, little animations. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's great. Both of them are really good, and we use both kind of interchangeably. Mm-hmm. And as well, we're doing a like a really long meditation right now based on a book we read by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And yeah, it's a really, really cool practice, and it's really similar to prayer like we've talked about in the past. But instead of praying to an invisible friend, you're just analyzing your own thoughts inside your own head. Mm -hmm. So Um, so if you've found a lot of healing through prayer, but you don't want to pray to God anymore, then I would suggest... We've got the answer for you. Meditation. (laughs) I would suggest meditation, trying it out at least. Um, And I feel like those those three things are a really good way to start your process of finding your new identity or stepping outside of yourself and just being yourself. Yeah. Not putting on a new identity. Yeah. Yeah. So check out our resources page. Um, we're going to try to be posting more books that we're reading. Right now we're reading Waking Up by Sam Harris. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. It's been amazing. Mm-hmm. There are so many good resources, um, so many different ways you can tackle this problem. But I think keeping yourself from diving into a new identity and keeping yourself loose and out in the open and kind of being willing to stay in that place of unknowingness is the best way that you can start to heal from this and figure out who you really are. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds fun. We'll see you next week. Thank you all so much for coming along on this journey with us. All of your messages and support means so much. If you'd like to connect with us or support our podcast, there are a few different ways you can do that. First, you can find us on Instagram at born.again.again. You can also join our private group on Facebook. Or you can check out our website, bornagainagain.co, where we have all of these episodes, our blog with some posts that we've written, as well as a big list of books, movies, documentaries, and articles that have been helpful in our deconversion. And finally, if you'd like to support us financially, you can do that through our Patreon. Again, thank you so much.